do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Posted as someone trying to get into the group. Uh-huh. And 11 friends, seven other groups joined in May 9th of 2020. No profile picture. Oh, and man, says, that's a giveaway, isn't it? If they don't have a profile of, picture. Yeah. And it says, why do you value a ma- uh, Appalachian magical practices specifically? Oh, is that a question, question you have to answer? Yeah. And the, what this person put was, I'm a black man who criticized a black woman's post. And I got banned. Who are you people? Ooh, that's interesting. Now, here's the thing. But I bet you haven't banned him. I wonder who banned him. I know that I would not ban someone unless I remember. I would remember it if I did. Yeah. So I went through the admin section to see if I could find where this person has been banned. Uh Uh-huh. Because if it was related to you know, that other situation here, then that would be one thing. But I can't see that he's ever been a member here. So I think it's just, but my problem is I don't really want to delete that because then it would be on record that I was the one who deleted it. Right. Well, I mean, as an admin, you you are perfectly within your rights to say to him, I don't have a record Mm -hmm. of that anywhere. Did you do this under another name? Can you... Have you screenshotted this? Can you send that to me? Yeah. Does that mean that's a serious accusation? It is. And, yeah, it really is. But I'm mostly inclined to just shut this group down. Well, you've been saying that, but it's not just your group. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I'm going to talk to the other person. Yeah. There are three people involved. The, The original person and then the two. Yeah. And so, of which I'm one. So, and then we've got, you know, people, it's, this group is now, it's supposed to be kind of about witchcraft. Uh Uh-huh. And instead we're getting all kinds of non-traditional things in it. And that's why I've been on that rampage lately about, well, did your grandmother collect crystals? I bet your grandmother had some beautiful rose quartz in her long line bra, didn't she? Right, and she would put it out at a crystal grid and, you know. <laughs> well, people just get confused because the education on it is so um, sparse. That's what I'm going to say, sparse. Right, and I think when you're really young, if you're, you know, teenager, tweenage or whatever, and that's the culture you grew up in, you know, you and I feel ancient to them, probably. Yeah. If we're doing it, it must be ancient Appalachian stuff. Right. <laughs> Even though I've just been doing that for 10 years. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, that's it's right. And people people got to learn what what they got to learn. And 
I, I value curiosity so much in people mm -hmm. that I, I want them, but I want them to dig deeper. You know, I don't want them to just go, oh, well, that seems like, I read that in a, one book and it said it was whatever. Well, if it's something you're really going to practice mm -hmm. and really going to want to be an expert on, I mean, I, I'd read a whole lot of stuff. That's right. <laughs> well, to, to or find you out just if read was them. A, agreement on it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Say right. that again. Say it again. I, I would read a lot of stuff to see if there was agreement on it. Yeah. Or if it was, you know, if this person was an outrider and uh, wasn't saying <laughs> what most people believed about uh, that sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, you're so nice about it. I teach this stuff all the time and I teach it to a lot of outlanders and I teach it to a lot of people who want to challenge me on stuff and I don't own it. You know what? I don't own this cultural tradition, these folkways. I just talk about them and I write about them and teach about them. And you practice them. And, well, and I practice them. But a lot of these things come down through families. And so my family may do it differently than a family does eight counties over or in Tennessee or in southwest Virginia. Yeah. You know, it may be different because it comes down in families. So, you know, I, I try not to be, you know, hard about stuff, but there's some things that just that just don't happen in well, traditional folk magic. Right, and I, you need to make the distinction. They can People can practice any way that they want to, and but if they're going to get hung up on titles in the first place, oh, they yes. need to make the distinction <clears throat> between a certain, their title and this other title. And, Appalachian traditional magic is, that's all we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about granny magic and healing women. And that's what we consider to be traditional Appalachian folk medicine. Yep, yeah. So that's our claim. It's not a big one. We're just No, it's just, opinion. I mean, it's what I love and what I do and what I teach. Yeah. And so, yeah. So anyway, people, if you have a hard time with it, maybe you should go somewhere else and or maybe you should simplify what it is you're trying to learn to do. Yeah. You know, because you can't learn all of it. Everybody loves, and I'm never going to tell somebody not to buy a book since I'm a writer. But sometimes you need to stop reading and start practicing. Just practice it. Because mostly, I said this in a, I was interviewed on Monday by this really wonderful woman in London, of all places. Oh, cool. And I said to her, they're just, most of us, our my age, learned it through trial and error. You know, we, we'd hear about something or, or read about something and we'd go, huh, oh, what if you can do that? Mm -hmm. And then we'd try it again and again and again and until we could do it or until we went, yeah, no, I, that's not something I can do. <laughs> or, or we did it as a game as a child and then it became, we found out later it was something else. I mean, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, kids practice blood magic sometimes. Oh, my cousin and Dina and I did. It was, yeah, you cut your finger a little That's bit. That's right. And, We're blood sisters. Yeah, that's it. Blood brothers and blood sisters and talk about appropriation. Yeah. Well, and we are and we are cousins, so we didn't even need to do that. We already are blood sisters. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But, that, but, yeah. This, is that not a weird kind of... And there's a lot of stuff like that that we do and don't really... Or did as kids and... Didn't realize about the origins of them. The games we played. Yeah. Oh, Red gosh, Rover. Yes. Ring Around the Rosie. All, all of those have really dark.
historical uh, beginnings to Genesis mm -hmm. is in some really kind of interesting, mm -hmm. I think, really interesting thing. Speaking of interesting, I got to tell you what happened to me last week. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. Time has become immaterial. <laughs> yes. Um, I have said for years now that I don't know how to douse. I can't douse. It just doesn't work for me. Pendulums don't work for me. Really? I they know. don't. Oh, yeah. You weren't working at the store when they had just brought in a load, a new load of pendulums. And they were hanging on that rack, you know, looking like beautiful jewelry. And I don't remember who was at the counter at the time. And I said, no, I, I can't. I can't use a pendulum. It doesn't work for me. And uh, whoever it was said, well, try this one. And I'd try one. Show me yes. Show me no. I look. I tried Every pendulum on that rack, they didn't move. Did not, not one of them? Move, not one of them. And that has been true my entire life. When people are like, oh, I use a, I just use a pendulum to make a decision on that. I just, I know what yes looks like and I look up. So I just had given up that I was never, ever going to be able to do it. And then I was writing in this new book, I was writing about the concept that I call magic hands. It's when you rub your hands together and get the friction going and you put them out in front of you and you find things that way, or you, like if I'm gonna go do uh, a job of work somewhere, I'll do that to know what tools I need to take mm -hmm. with me. And I, I realized that that's dowsing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is exactly the same as finding water. That's just dowsing with my hands instead of dowsing with rods. And as soon as I owned that, I went, no, I can't do that. I'm actually pretty damn good at that. Yeah, you probably are. Three days later, I'm clearing off some stuff on my dining room table, which, oh, is such a mess. So I'm cleaning off the dining room table, and I see this little tiny blue bag, you know, those pretty little bags, and somebody had sent me a pendulum. So I opened it up, and it was obviously a little handmade pendulum that somebody had made for me. And I went, oh, that was so sweet, and I couldn't remember who had who had sent it to me. So if it's one of y'all, please remind me, tickle my brain about it. So I take it out and I hold it in my hand, my right hand, yeah. and I hold it over my left upturned palm. And I said, show me yes. And it moved. <laughs> and then it stopped moving. And I said, show me no. And it did a whole different thing. And I, I stood there for like 10 minutes. Show me yes. Show me no. Show me yes. And it was consistent for 10 minutes. Nice. I probably did it 150 times. Just because you were thrilled with it or well, you were because you Well, because I was practicing. It was like, so did I just need to claim that I knew how to do that for that tool to work? So I'm thinking really hard about that situation because for so long I would just say, you know, it's just not something I do. And people go, well, that's crazy. It's so easy. And I'd go, uh, it, it seems to be simple, but it's not something that's ever worked for me. So, I, is it because I kept saying that, I, that it didn't seem to work? I don't think so. I think it was probably two things happening. Maybe part of it was that. But I think the other part of it was the right pendulum had to find you. The right the right one, because not everybody's biology is the same. And I think that part of it with a pendulum is, is biological. In other words, it, it responds to your biology to a certain point. But it also and does it? Do you and, mean like it like gels with your energetic field and, and your biology? Yeah, but definitely the energetic field. So what That's do you mean by, by your biology? Well, there's some folks who can't wear a watch. 
Oh no, Why I, is I that? can't wear a watch because I it's something I my something I don't know what it is melts melts work. right okay it melts I can't the inside wear a watch. my daddy Ooh. can't wear a watch yeah and so there's some people like that well it's a combination it's both the what the watch is made out of and also what the energy of the watch is the magnetism there's magnets in watches and so on and so forth mm -hmm. but not the digital watches you know but the people can't wear those either and I think that that's part of it with a pendulum. A pendulum is so personal. Well, and it may be, and I'm sure the person that gave me this made it specifically for me. Yeah. I bet she, and I'm sure it was a she, uh, she didn't just, you know, she didn't have a whole bunch of them. She went, oh, this one for, I bet yeah. she made it yeah. specifically for me. Well, and so I feel like that has a lot to do with it, you know, and maybe... Maybe you were just right all along, though, because maybe the reason that these certain materials respond to you is because of your energetic field. Well, I'm thinking yeah. about magnets and so on. Uh -huh. um, but it's just a, a known thing that some people don't respond to certain certain elements. Certain well, things. now I want to get out, since it warms up a little bit, I'm going to get out and start dowsing for water. I'm going to take I'm you gonna see if I can find me. water. Mushroom and Yeah, water. and then you'll I find some water. I, I just want to see how it works. I think, yeah, you'll, you'll find some stuff. I I mm. don't usually douse for water uh -huh. at all. I've never really had a big sense of it. But I have always doused for different energies and spirits. Well, and I have always called myself a finder. A finder? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because people will be, when I was a kid, people would be out playing in the field and somebody go, Oh, no. I lost an earring. Oh, I lost my bracelet. Whatever. And I was always the person who could find you it. You could go find it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Hence the we're, story we're about... We were finders. You were finders. We really are. I need to find me that winning lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we finding anything to make us rich? Why ain't I, I finding know. my 40 acres of land? I, and, yeah. And I don't know. But remember that time? I've told you about this when Craig and, uh, Craig and Mel and I... We're at the beach at that old, old cemetery. Yeah, the one you took me to? Yeah. yeah. I love that place. It, so I love it. It's one of my favorite cemeteries because there's so much history there to explore. Mm -hmm. And every time I go, no matter how many times I've been there, I find a different grave to go look up and figure out what the deal is about it. You know, they're all just so old and Still taken care of, though, is amazing mm -hmm. to me. Really beautiful. But we, we used to go to the beach the last week of October into the first week of November. Uh -huh. Because the beach would be beautiful weather, but basically hardly anybody there. So that was always our week to go. I remember the year that we went there. I took them there, and we went to that cemetery. And, of course, it was fall. So there was lots of rustling when we would kick around, uh -huh. walk, we'd kick all kinds of stuff away, leaves and stuff. And we we spent at least an hour going all over that cemetery together oh, and just taking picture after picture after picture. And it came time to get into the vehicle because we were going to ride a ferry uh, and go out to an island and hang out for a while. came time to do that, and we get to the car and realize that, uh-oh, our keys were missing. Uh-oh. After um, an hour of going through the cemetery All that leaves. was full of leaves. And I'll never forget. I don't know why. And I, I didn't have 
I wasn't, I didn't have a strong feeling that made me get excited. I just walked into the graveyard and picked up the keys. <laughs> that somebody had, they were dropped and they were under some leaves. You just I just, knew. I just knew. And yeah. I, I'll never, I don't know how that happened. But that was a dramatic example, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a very good example. I know you've got a lot of stuff that you've done like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much so that you don't, you don't even think about it, really. What happens is, for me, it, through the years, has become an overwhelming body of evidence. If, yes. if I know that my intention is not to force a situation, and a situation happens over and over again, I can observe it. Then after a while, even if I don't understand why it happens, I can connect the the action to the event afterwards. Yeah, you know, and so that's how it becomes legitimate in my mind. I may not understand why or how this works. I just know that it works based on what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know if that's. I feel like that's the way science has always been. Well, you just keep experimenting and checking the results of the experiments. Right. It's observation. And see if you get consistency mm -hmm. or even relative consistency mm -hmm. with some things. Mm -hmm. You're right. If it happens eight times out of ten, it doesn't have to be a perfect score for you to go, there's something here. Right. Exactly. Something exactly. that's being done right. Yeah. So that's kind of how Leisha has come to her opinions about some things. And then the... The things that are outside of my uh, pay grade, as you, <laughs> would, as you would say, those things, I, I look to trustworthy sources, sources being the ones that society's talked about. Yeah, I'm talking about medical science, specifically talking about that. Um, what I'm not talking about is marketing and advertising. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I found um, often with with energetic work or magical work, there's a handful of people in the world that I trust about that kind of stuff. And I'll just send them an email or a text or whatever and say, all right, this is what I am observing. And I'm wondering, do you have any experience with this? Have you observed this same thing? And then it's like I'm talking to, um, I'm talking to people who I know are going to have if, if they if they have experienced it, they're going to have an they're going to have some kind of answer, even if it's just to tell me a story about it. Yeah. And that's that's important. It's important to get is that validation mm -hmm. that that thing, yep, that thing you're feeling or that thing you did, yep. And or and sometimes I will hear, oh, that that has a name in my culture. We call that blah blah blah. And these are the people that do it, and these are the results. So, I mean, all of that, oh, the Internet has been such a blessing for people like me that, you know, I can talk to people who who really are shaman. Yeah, who are really, yeah. <laughs> who are really genuinely are shaman in traditional cultures and uh, and can ask those kind of questions. Well, maybe, maybe I ought to change your name from company shaman to company healing woman. <laughs> <laughs> but shaman sounds dramatic. I know cool. it does. It sounds like a branding technique, doesn't it? Yeah, so maybe I better not say it. Then. I don't know. It's pretty funny. But yeah, so today has been my cultural appropriation day. I am so, you know, I'm 
That's it's a hard thing, the idea of cultural appropriation, because there's a difference. Feels to me like there's a difference between just stealing something from somebody else's culture because you think it's cool versus talking to people in that culture and learning what their techniques are for doing certain things but, and then trying those out. So, yeah, it's hard. I don't know that there's a, too much blame that you can put on someone who's never been shown or talked to about it because if they were growing up in that culture, and, and I was, I grew, I grew up in a culture where it wasn't bad to say certain things like we we played cowboys and Indians. Mm -hmm. It was one of our favorite things to play because they were cool. And so the intention behind it wasn't wasn't anything malicious. It was imitation. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, what was the biggest car lot in town? Oh. Yeah. Huh? I still miss that fellow. Yeah. She's talking about the giant Chief Pontiac on the mm -hmm. hill. He was huge, and and he didn't get destroyed. He went to some place, uh, some collector who collects those giant uh, fiberglass images. Was it fiberglass? I think it was, yeah. yeah. And I, I'll try and find a photograph of it and see if we can put it up there. Oh, hey, can I ask the, the folks listening to the podcast a question? Of course. <laughs> no, you may not. I've been wondering. I want to hear what their stories are about have they ever done anything like that like we did it's totally inappropriate but they were kids like we played cowboys and indians yeah you know what do you what's your opinion about this subject i know it's a weird subject and feel free to not answer the question if you have nerves about getting jumped on because there's always some trolls out there just looking for action you know i tell you what i posted a thing about dolly parton today yeah and there were two different people that decided they were going to take exception with something dolly parton did what? well she should pay her employees more instead of blah 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 i said look and somebody said i know it's not popular to criticize dolly parton i said it obviously everybody who's in the public eye can be criticized, and often they should be, but maybe we should save our criticism for somebody who doesn't do anything for their community or their culture or their workers instead of somebody who you don't think does enough for them. So maybe you should look at the people who ain't doing nothing at all. How oh, do, golly, I got hot under the collar. Doesn't do enough for them? Wow. They don't pay them enough. Well, you know, I don't know about that. I do not know about that. My little nephew, who has, I keep calling him that, but he's highly educated, has his degree. And, and he ain't little. And he ain't little, and he left he left a, a quote-unquote real job to go and work for Dollywood. And part of the reason he did is because she was so good to her employees. Well, that's what I've been hearing, too. I mean, I never have been an employee of hers, but, yeah, this person was being critical because, well, instead of, Sending them to school for free, maybe she'd just pay everybody more money. Well, what? Yeah, I know. And I, and so there was a kind of a discussion about all of that. Um, but there's there is a thing that happens a lot in our culture where we let the per, we let the perfect be the enemy of the pretty good, and so we will take somebody on that we don't think they're doing enough or the right thing or whatever, when there's still plenty of people that don't do a damn thing. 
Except sit around and criticize other people. <laughs> or they could just be awful people and put it out on a podcast, their opinions. You mean like we do? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, Dolly's been very good. Or That place has been very good, is what I should say. It to the employees. It has its own medical center there. Now, where have you ever worked where you could just run down the hall and have a real doctor's visit? No. Or get an x-ray? I've never worked any place like that. I haven't either. And... They, they feed them lunch at such a reduced price that it's crazy just about. It's like yeah. going back into elementary school days for lunch. And good lunches that are healthy and hearty and will help them through a work day. It's yeah. not just all junk. And, you know, they do little things like give them a turkey at Christmas or give them a ham at, at Christmas and a turkey at Thanksgiving. And I remember my nephew was so proud because... He provided the turkey this year for the family. Oh, so he yeah, was like, nice. yeah, isn't yeah. That nice? And this, she's been, the benefits that they set up in addition to that go way over and above the standard call when it comes to doing what you can in your small area. So what do you call that circles on the ground? I do. And, and so what she does might not be done all over the country. But it, it's good right here in this area. It's what they need. And it is a wealthy woman who came out of a culture that she has not forgotten. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty, oh, plenty of people in Hollywood and wherever else who have come out of this culture and quickly got the dust of this place off their, mm -hmm. stir, their shoes and went on. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. did not do that. So. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that I'm good with the way that we talk about her, because she really has been that good to the area when her hometown burned and all of that. She personally gave them checks that kept them going. She's done other things that aren't even talked about. Yeah. You know, she reads to the kids. Did you know that? She mm -hmm. has a, a a series where she sits down and reads a, a book to the kids. Yeah. That, now, if that's not an example of doing what you can. I know. I'm a big fan. I can't help it. If, no. you, if you don't like a dolly, you want to criticize her, well, that's within your rights to yeah. do so. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you want to save that for, I don't know, somebody like Johnny Depp that came out of, didn't he come out of West Virginia, Kentucky, someplace? I don't know. Oh, hell yes. I don't know either. There's plenty of people that pretend they ain't from here. <laughs> I didn't know he was from here. Well, what are you going to have for supper tonight? Pizza. Pizza. I can't believe it. We were at the grocery store today, and uh, my husband had to, he had a meeting at 1 o'clock, and then he's gone to a funeral. Right now, he's at a funeral. Mm -hmm. And, um, yep, he's at a funeral right now. And I said, he said, did you know that today's National Pizza Day? I said, well, <laughs> guess what we're going to have for supper then? Pizza. That was, was that him hidden, or was that? He loves pizza, and he has never made met a pizza he would not eat. Really? He said, if you took a saltine cracker and put some tomato sauce on it and and melted some cheese, I'd eat it. I'd pretend it was pizza. Oh, he loves pizza. He'd okay. eat it every day. That's, does he have a favorite pizza place around here? Yes, we love 828 Pizzas Pizza. I don't know where that is. Um, well, I think there's a couple of them, but the one we go to is on Merriman Avenue where Fresh Market is. Oh, yeah. In that shopping center, 828. I it used to be called something else. I didn't realize they were still open because didn't they have the giant sinkhole? 
No, that was the next shopping center north of there okay. at the Giant Sinkhole. Yeah, you got like Steinmart or something. You uh, just swallowed it. Was up there the was a, um, a ski place, and AAA was there for a while. I don't know what's there now. <laughs> I, things change so fast in this town, I don't know. I don't know where anything is. Well, if I, if I can get home in time, we're going to have chicken and spinach and probably some sort of fruit. That sounds delicious. Exactly. I will make a salad to go with our uh, pizza. He'll, well, you eat salad every day, don't you? Pretty much. <laughs> I like salad. So Mom picked up Mom last week, and <laughs> we I took her. She'd been wanting a salad because she's just not going to make herself a whole salad by herself and just eat it by herself. So I went and picked up some salads from this place that is known for their giant chef salads. Mm. And she and I both, it was just so good. We just sat there and ate every bite of our salads. And I have never suffered so much after eating my life. I was really? just like, I was like oh. They had sprayed that, whatever that cleaning stuff is, that they put on lettuce and stuff to wash it. Yeah. And my body went, oh, hell no. Oh, my <laughs> you gosh. You hate this. It was, it was funny. I'm sorry. It was funny anyway. Well, I, I tell you, this place also has a wonderful spinach salad Ooh, now I love that's it. got a, it's got a hot dressing. A warm oh, like dressing. mustard, mustard. Well, it's kind of a vinaigrette. It's like a warm vinaigrette with bacon. Oh yeah. Oh, it's delicious. It's a wonderful salad. That sounds like it. Yeah. Ooh, I would like that. Well, I'm gonna go and make me something for supper. Well, I'm going to go and maybe get the lettuce out of the refrigerator because I hate ice-cold lettuce. I hate it. <laughs> and and it's because mostly my lettuce comes out of my garden. Oh, yeah. So I take lucky. it out of the garden and I clean it. I wash it and put it through the salad spinner. <laughs> and then it's, you know, it seems like it's got more flavor that way. I'm sure but it, it comes does. out ice-cold out of the fridge. It's like, ugh. I'm sure it does. That ain't so good. No. No. Well, so y'all, come see us at the shop if you get a chance. And congratulations to the weirdlings who won. And you will be over to Raven and Crone. I'll be over to the Raven and the Crone as my friend. The Raven and the Crone? Yeah. He, uh, oh, I love that. He, we were at some Ghostbuster meeting, and they didn't know where I worked. <laughs> and, this, and this guy said, well, you know, if you got a problem like that, you need to go over to the Raven and the Crone. They've got real witches there. <laughs> so, and they didn't know that you were no, there? No, a couple of them did, but this person didn't. The oh Raven and the Crone. they got real witches. That's real ones. As opposed to the fake ones? Well, don't think they the ain't fake ones, because they are. I know. Y'all, we are doing another Appalachian Goodbye, so we love you. Uh, Have a good Valentine's Day. Yes, and I hope everybody sleeps real well and, and has all kinds of good stuff. And has a lot of love. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. 
Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. WYRD.